either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become glorious. No, I won't give in. I won't give in till I'm victorious. And I will defend. I will defend. That's not true. That's impossible. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. What are you doing? Getting a life. And yes, and welcome to the One Up Culture Cast, your source of knowledge for leveling up in the world of popular culture. My name's Trent, and with me is my co-host Jarrah. Hey guys, so today we are going to be doing a K-pop review episode. Uh, for those of you who don't know what K-pop is, it is pretty simply Korean pop. Uh, so this is a subject that Trent is quite knowledgeable on because he is a little fan fanboy about k-pop uh and i know a little bit about this uh i've watched a little pop asia but for the most part this is just going to be trent introducing me to a whole new world <laughs> so uh that's I just the second to... week we've done aladdin yeah second week i've done the aladdin joke uh, so uh i just had one question to start this off for the people at home and for me what is it about k-pop that just gets you so interested that you are so passionate and love so much okay so this is a question i've actually asked myself a couple of times because it is kind of weird look uh, before i got into k-pop my main genre was sort of metal metalcore hard rock kind of stuff so it's a bit of a change of pace and you had the hair to prove it yes yeah, so i used to have the long hair i've cut it short now it's not quite the korean sort of crazy style Korean pop crazy yeah. style, not yeah. It comes in quite a lot. The the fashion of K-pop is a massive part of it. Yeah, I, I don't have the look of you know like I perhaps did with the metal industry. But anyways, um, I, I guess the, the biggest thing that I sort of realised was it's just fun. And look, a lot of I guess pop music out west, I it's it's fine. I do enjoy some of it, but I think the combination of the art direction, the concepts, the visual kind of uh, way everything's designed, coupled with the music, which is incredibly catchy. I think the average K-pop song is far catchier than the average Western track. And combined with the fact that generally you don't also really know what they're talking about, which I listen to a lot of Western pop and I end up rolling my eyes. I'm sure I would roll my eyes with a lot of K-pop if I looked at the lyrics, but I just ignore that. That is a, kind of a comment I've had from other people when I've mentioned... Because uh, there, there are, like I said, a few bands, the K-pop uh, area that I do like. And, uh, I mean, I have probably a higher knowledge base than most... And the, the average Australian um, who just aren't interested in it yeah, at all. who's like, K-pop, is that that size stuff? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the main, main thing that people say is, like, well, you can't understand what they're saying. What is the point in listening to it? Uh, and for me, yeah, it doesn't matter most of the time because it's about the music. It's never been an issue for me. Like, I listen to metal and I, I, I don't speak Scream. Yeah, I, um, and so. I find it kind of funny because for most of the things that I do enjoy, I really like lyrics. I like, mm. um, and I like a lot of rap for that reason because um, it's really clever. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's kind, of, kind of funny how you know, K-pop and J-pop, uh, which is, for those of you who can't figure that out, Japanese pop, uh, that you can't understand, you know, what they're saying and yet you kind of do. And I mean, there are Australian, uh, Australian, there are English words thrown in there every now and again that you do understand. For the most part, it's in Korean, yeah. which for those of you who didn't get that, uh, he did open this, the whole program here today with a Korean word. So uh, the whole program with one word. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my extensive Korean word knowledge is about five or six words. Yes. No. And can I have more food? That was no. Yeah. Um, I know like uh, Daybark, which is awesome or amazing kind of thing. And I know kind of how to greet like someone older or younger than you, but yeah. Oh, so respect wise. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, I kind of like that most Japanese 
uh, sorry, with Japanese language uh, and most Asian uh, cultures, I, I, Japanese is the only one I really know much about their language. Um, but yeah, having different words for your older and your younger, uh, depending on yeah respect, mm. um, which which I liked. With this particular setup, as you heard, Jeff's got a little bit of knowledge in the K-pop scene. And so when I was picking a few different tracks for him to listen to, I didn't want to run over the same old ground because if he's watching it, he already knows kind of what to expect with these bands. So I guess uh, if you can just reel off a couple of the names you already kind of know yeah, to well, some extent, you know. Uh, well, for first of all, the K-pop's made up mainly of like boy and girl groups. Uh, and that was something I was saying a little bit earlier on that uh, that's not equal in, in that in that era. But with the bands I know, they're pretty equal. I know about the same amount of male as I do to female groups. Um, and we'll start with the female groups because uh, I know Four Minute quite well because yeah. I am in love with So Young, one of the... Oh, she has beautiful eyes. For music, music-wise, I really enjoy those guys as well. It's not just about her looks, yeah. um, which is good because I don't think it should be. No. Um, and, uh, I mean, there's also... Uh, BTS uh, and Big Bang as yep. well, which are some bigger kind of bands that are known. And I will admit, I have trouble with my J and K-pop separating them. Sometimes I'll accidentally say a J-pop band um, instead of a K-pop band. I mean, I, there's a few. Baby Metal, for example, I know is J-pop. Um, Girls' Generation, I wasn't sure for so long if that was K or J-pop. It also doesn't help that some of these bands, and Girls' Generation have also done this, uh, obviously they're primarily a Korean band, but they have released a couple of songs in Japanese because they do appeal to the Japanese market. So, for example, the track uh, Catch Me If You Can, which came out, I think, last year, um, potentially, yeah, it was pretty sure it was last year, that's actually a Japanese song. It was released only really in Japan. That was the focus of their marketing campaign. And there's a few other bands that do this as well. FX is about to release uh, a Japanese sort of mini-album with one of their Korean songs re-languaged, sort of uh, that's the wrong term, but yeah, you know, they've changed the lyrics from Korean to Japanese. For example. Redub, kind of, wouldn't it? It would yeah, be changing it from one language to another. Redub, sort of a cover kind of thing, yeah. cover of their own track. I Never don't know the that. official terminology, but. but this is what I mean. Trent has an extensive knowledge base because he's really, really into this this scene. Um, and I mean, we were saying before that fashion was a big part of it, mm. um, and, that, and that's one thing that you see in all the film clips. And for me, I always think back to like Power Rangers. Like every member has a different color, a different style. Um, and for a Western audience, we can kind of bring that back to your Spice Girls and Backstreet Boys. And they all had a different character. There was the tough one and the you know, the sensitive one and, and all of that, the artistic. But A, a lot um, of the themes you got with your Western boy and girl bands from perhaps the 90s and stuff where they were sort of the, the, big, the big issue kind of thing. You see a lot of those same themes translated to the Korean scene, uh, maybe emphasised a bit more. Uh, there is a lot of focus on the characterisation of each person and also the concepts within each individual mini album or song or video. Yeah, and as I was saying, for me, the, the Power Rangers thing comes through a visual. Um, you, you get visual cues to each individual member and it is often colour-based yeah. uh, or hair-based. Um, they have some pretty crazy hairstyles uh, and, and, what, and also sports. Um, which is something that we kind of enjoy, having being both nerds and uh, sporting enthusiasts, uh, that some of our professional sporting teams have kind of become popular to be worn as fashion in Korea. Well, the NBA has uh, actually launched a partnership with uh, sort of groups in Korea where, I mean, basketball is getting bigger over there, but the main focus of the NBA is not selling the sport, but selling the icons and the fashion. And so there is quite a few NBA-style shops over there, which has all the different team brands and stuff. But the branding is completely weird. Like, you consider, say, the Boston Celtics. Ooh, um, their normal colours, for those who don't follow basketball, is green. 
that's their colour. Yeah. Um, and for example, they released the uh, like a singlet or tank top over there, which was in orange and blue with the Celtics branding. So. Oh wow. Yeah, I know, right? So like a Knicks slash Celtics jersey. Yeah, that's pretty weird. much. Um, but yeah, so you, you get this fashion quite heavily featured in the videos. That won't be of much help for you listening to us in the podcast here. But what we will also do is leave a link to all of the music videos that we watch and talk about here. So if you do want to follow up and if you hear us talking about a particular visual, you can actually see it for yourself. Yeah, and uh, so we're going to be playing about a minute and a half of each song and then afterwards be reviewing kind of the the film, the video clip because you guys won't be able to see it. But uh, yeah, we, we would definitely suggest you guys check that out afterwards or even watch it along with us uh, while we're doing this podcast yeah. if you want to chuck it in the background, watch it while listening. Um, but uh, yeah, no, we've, we've got all that. Yeah, so what we're going to do, we're going to start off with the first group. And uh, for those of you who follow the K-pop scene, you'll know this group pretty well. They've just sort of kicked into the scene in August, um, but they've already made some pretty big waves. Now, the group is called Blackpink. And it's a four-piece group uh, under the entertainment group of YG Entertainment. Now, this is pretty important because YG is also responsible for one of the biggest girl groups of the past probably 10 or so years um, in 21. Now, do you know 21? I do know 21. Yeah. And I also can guess how many members they have. How many do they have? 19. <coughs> yeah, so... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little bit off there. Huh. Um, so this four-girl uh, four group, uh, there's one of the reasons I really picked this group, outside of the fact that I do actually really like the two songs I've released so far, is one of them's Australian. And so I'm going to put Jared on the spot while we're watching this oh, video. Lord. Yeah, and we're going to be playing a game called Guess the Aussie. Okay, is um, this going to be really racist? And I'm just going to be like, she's the only one over 5'5", five five, or she's the blonde one? I'm not going to say because I don't want to give anything Ooh. away to Jareth. Um, <laughs> but to make it even harder, in this group there's uh, an Aussie, someone who was born in Thailand, and someone who, while born in Korea, spent quite a bit of time in New Zealand. So I'm, I'm putting Jareth in a tough spot from the beginning. But yeah, so this group has just started. Uh, they're one of only three uh, groups to ever make the Billboard International charts and hold two, the top two spots at the same time. Uh, one wow. of your, yeah, yeah, I know, right? Um, the only other two groups that have done that is Psy, Shock Horror, mm. and Big Bang. So bang, they, bang, bang. Yeah, they join very illustrious company here. So what we're going to do, we're going to run the, the music video Whistle for Jarrett, and we'll come back and see what he thinks. Yeah, Hold up. Okay, so we've just watched uh, Black Pink and Whistle. 
now we will play and guess the Aussie for Jarrafi who hasn't heard of them before. Uh, we've got an Australian, a New Zealander, and a Thailand uh, Thai, I Thai. guess. Yeah, as well as a native Korean uh, in this video. Uh, Jarrah had to make his predictions while watching it. Now I've got a video where they're talking and you can really hear their accents come through. Um, so we're going to find out how he went. 하나, 둘, 셋. 안녕하세요, Blackpink입니다. Hey guys, it's Blackpink here, and we just wanted to thank everyone for all the love we've been receiving. And we're so overwhelmed by all the support you guys have been giving us. Thank you so much, and we love you. Love you guys. Bye. So I'd like to start off with saying they were all guesses from me through the film clip. Uh, all members of this group are. I couldn't figure out what nationality they were. There's and no one there, bleach blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. So. Um, and on luck, I managed to get one of them right, which yeah. was the New Zealander. Uh, the others I, I mixed around. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, who, who did I say was which? Okay, so you had um, the blonde-haired uh, lady who is Lisa. You had her from Australia. Because she had blonde hair, so I was like, yeah, she'll yeah. She's from Thailand. Uh, yeah. You had Rose, who was the Aussie, the redhead. Uh, you had her from Korea. And you had uh, Jisoo, who had the black hair, as being from Thailand. And she was actually the native-born Korean. Yeah, which surprised me, because of all of them, I felt the Australian and the uh, Thai had more Korean features. Yeah. Those were the two I was kind of actually knocking up. Like, oh, and I was like, oh, well, I'm going to say that way around. And yeah, she wasn't even... That kind of really threw me, because yeah, of looking at them, I felt they were the two Koreans. And yeah. So... I mean, look, it's a very tough challenge because, as we said, they're all, you know, have, I think, a bit of Korean heritage in them. So you're not guessing between, you know, different specifics. And you don't and get accents through yeah. the, the singing. Um, so. And you don't really get those accents until that second video where it's the actual speaking normally. So, um, but yeah, it's a fair effort. The fact you got one of them actually is pretty impressive. Yeah, I it was think, lucky, so. but I'm pretty happy about getting one. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but enough of, uh, you know, making racial guesses here. What did you think of the actual video? Just, just on that, I tried really hard not to say they all just looked Asian. So it was difficult to pick. Um, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the film clip quite a lot. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so there's some space there floating around and Nintendo 64s. And, and as I was saying before, the whole colour scheme, very important. Each of them, as we just mentioned, each have different hair colour. There's black and, and a blonde and a red. And they, they dif differ up the, their look. Uh, but also, when it went to each individual singing their individual part, they each had their own setting. One of them sitting in a chair in a corridor and another one's, you know, sitting... It's a blue chair. And one of them's flying around in space, as I said. They've all got a different thing, which I really enjoyed visually. Um, and as far as audio, it was catchy. It was, mm. it was like all of... You're going to get that a lot through this podcast because pretty much all of these are, are going to be very catchy. That's a, a staple of the, of the K-pop market. It's pop music. It's designed to hook you in. Uh, but I, just speaking from experience, as soon as I heard this song, it was literally the first song I've heard from this group. Um, they released two songs on the same day. That was part of their sort of marketing oh, right. schedule. They released this uh, and Bumbaya, um, and both have done really well. But this song in particular, that the whistling is so addictive. And I've, I listened to it once and I found myself whistling along just randomly later that day. Yeah. Um, so it is a very dangerous song in that respect. But, um, yeah. um, I will admit, Ho, it is, it's a film clip I want to watch again because I don't think I got all of it trying to play Guess the Aussie. <laughs> um, I, I was, yeah, it's trying to... Try, pay attention to each of them as they flicked on the screen quite briefly which yeah. made picking very difficult because I didn't really get a good long look at any one member because they're all you know sitting around and even when they're singing a chorus it's not necessarily a video clip of them yeah. it's showing the rest of them dancing or all four of them dancing together um, and changing around positions made it hard to focus in on any one um, but uh, I, I really enjoyed that 
Yeah, look, this particular group, uh, I personally have them pegged as potentially the next sort of, I guess, mainstream international breakout in the sense that, like, I, obviously, I don't think they're going to be, you know, on rage anytime soon. Well, uh, they've got the right backing, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, what YG is one of the biggest there. groups, and I, like, there's a lot of uh, fans of K-pop who are concerned with YG backing them, just because they can be, as a, a brand, they can be a little bit difficult to predict in how they sort of advertise and market their groups. Uh, a lot of, you know, typically they have certain runs and stuff, but YG don't tend to follow the norm in that respect. But I think their sound. Um, and styling, and it's part of the reason why 21 was quite successful outside of Korea. I think Blackpink can kind of follow that same uh, sort of, I guess, lineage. And it also helps that they've got at least two people who are very comfortable speaking English, if not fluent in it, because of their upbringing, one being from Australia, one being from New Zealand. Yeah, that's Um, definitely going to help them. Yeah, so actually these guys are about to release a new album. It comes out uh, November 1st, so a couple of days after this podcast drops. Um, And really they're going to be competing with another... There's really two... Uh, other big girl groups in Korea right now. Uh, G-Friend, who are big in Korea, haven't really had the international uh, reach that some of the other groups have. And I haven't heard of them. You haven't heard of them. And Twice, um, which is another group that's really come in recently. And they're actually the second group that we're going to listen to. Um, oh, cool. They're all sort of competing, for, I guess, for that number one new girl group spot. Um, I think, you know, these guys have got a good chance of perhaps winning internationally. But I think Twice is probably the group that's going to have the most success overall. Now, the good news about this uh, next video that we're going to watch is it has literally dropped today. Oh, wow. Yeah, like this uh, video has been out for about 10 hours now on YouTube. Um, so we're getting it as fresh, really, as we can in that respect. One Up Culture Cast on the new and breaking music. Exactly, when it comes to Korean popular music. Um, yeah. Now, this particular track, as I said, it's only been out for about 10 hours now. It currently has 2.3 million views on YouTube. So, wow, that's quick. Yeah, um, and it hit 500,000 views pretty much in the first 30 minutes. So th- these guys have a dedicated fan base. Uh, they got pretty much brought up to a reality show last year in Korea. Um, so they had a lot of exposure before sort of hitting the scene musically. Um, but what you're going to watch is their third single, literally has just come out and has a bit of a Halloween theme. The third from twice. Yes. yes they've... And already that many views. These guys are really broken out in the scene quick. Incidentally, uh, both videos um, that have already come out are pretty much in a good chance. They're pretty much going to be the next group to hit 100 million views on YouTube. Uh, Their first single, their debut single, which came out last year, Ooh currently has 95 million views. And their most recent one before this one, uh, called Cheer Up, has 91 million views. I love those names. Yeah, literally, potentially by the time this podcast goes up they could have hit 100 million they could hit it by next week um these guys are really smashing a lot of charts yeah right i'm excited let's get into this one Take a gun, take a watch and get wet, then do 
Okay, so we've kind of got a bit of a Halloween-themed film clip here. And oddly enough, the scariest thing in this whole film clip for me was something that I just... The, at the very beginning of this film clip, there's two children that go up to a door with kind of pumpkin thing, and they're dressed up as a witch. And I don't know what the little boy was dressed up as. You weren't looking at his all, all I noticed was that that little boy does not blink through the entire film clip. Every time he's just got wide eyes staring, it is the creepiest thing. Uh, apart from that, we got to see all of the members uh, kind of changing into a Halloween-y theme, different uh, characters. Uh, I think you said there were nine members in this group. Yeah, there's nine members in twice. Yeah, and um, this was something we didn't get to see in the last one, but is very prominent in K-pop, uh, is synchronised dancing. Um, we have a, It's very important to a lot of these bands, and um, we got to see some of that in this film clip. Pretty much every uh, video will have, uh, every song which has a video, will have some kind of dance move, and the idea is pretty much the people watching it can emulate one or two of the moves. Um, so, like, with this particular video, uh, just as a quick clarification, twice, uh, the song is called TT. Uh, since it has just come out, people may not be fully aware. Uh, one of the dance moves is pretty much just hem- them holding sort of their thumb and index finger close to their face. Pointing and down. And yeah. it, uh, it, you see that a lot come up throughout, reoccurring theme throughout the, the film clip. Um, and one of the other things, uh, like I said, they all dress up kind of have like a Morticia Adams and a vampire and a devil, and they all have you know, Tinkerbell, Pokemon... Uh, Pinocchio. There's all t- all types of characters, um, and as I was saying before, we usually have uh, different colours for each member in a lot of these bands. And in this one, we had although each of them had a different character, um, we had one little shot there which I which I kept uh, kind of coming back to, where they had all nine members. Uh, they were all wearing white and blue, so the exact same colours on each of them. But uh, the style of clothing for each was a little different. Some had a dress, some had a skirt and top, and um, the actual parts that were blue and white. Change so each one had a different outfit, the same colors, and I thought that was kind of interesting, um, showing that they are a group together, but each is an individual member, um, which brings a different part to this, which I think is really the backbone of K-pop. You know, each of these groups, each member has something else they bring. Yeah, um, really, especially when you start getting to the variety shows, a lot of these uh, sort of members do. The point is selling a character more so than just the music itself. So you watch one of these, uh, you, you get, you become a fan of one of these groups and you pretty much focus in on one or two members particularly, and that's called your bias. Um, so, for example, uh, one of the more popular members of TWICE is a girl called Xu, um, who's actually from Taiwan, and she's the designated visual of the group, which basically means her job there is to look pretty. Uh, you've got other people who are designated... I kind of wish you'd said that so I could once again play the plot. Pick the tie. Uh, this time I'm trying to figure out who th- that was, because I didn't get anyone really... Say, taking a front stage to anyone in that film clip. I it, it it helped. She was the one who was the vampire, dressed in all black. Um, I did see her a lot, actually, yeah. in that corridor. And she, yeah, she looked pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, for example, she is the visual. You'll get other members who are designated rappers. You'll get... Uh, one member who's a designated AR, because we saw her twice, and that's all she did. Yeah. And, and costume. Yeah, and that's, this is one of the things, is when you've got, like, nine members in a group, um, not everyone gets a whole lot of lines. So I, I'm not I'm not fully versed in twice as much as some other groups, so I wouldn't be able to comment on uh, if she was particularly a dancer in the group or whether she had some. Well, other she may have done another verse that I didn't know was her. Yeah. But the only two times we really see her, um, and for those of you who are going to watch the film clip, uh, I was speaking of the one uh, she's dressed as a superhero, kind of yeah. standing on a roof. I think that's and, Mina. And each time I saw her, she was just kind of doing a, like a, a backing vocal kind of mm. sound. So, um, yeah, she may very well have been doing something very important through the entire thing and I didn't realise. But that's the only time, two times I saw her. 
Yeah, so I mean, what's really sort of fascinating to look at here is you've got two young up-and-coming girl groups coming through. They've got two very sort of different styles. Uh, I would classify uh, Blackpink in more of sort of the cool concept in just the way they present themselves, how they carry themselves in the video. Twice tends to carry more of a, uh, I guess, kind of a cute theme. Um, this one's a little bit sort of a, a step up compared to maybe some of their other videos in that, in sort of going beyond just the cute theme, but you do sort of get elements of it. A lot of their dance moves are uh, bringing in a concept of Ago, um, which is basically cute in Korean. I'm probably pronounced it wrong, but that's sort of the concept. And you see it's a real focus in a lot of these kind of groups which are, I guess have that slightly younger look to them. Um, some of the groups are, have sort of older members. Pretty much everyone in Twice, I think no one would be older than 20 mm. in that group. Um, so they do tend to play off that cutesy factor a bit more, that more of an innocent look than say Blackpink do or one of the other groups we're going to look at a little bit later. They don't bring as much of the uh, sexualization into it. Then. Yeah. Although it's kind of a funny thing to say because while you were... I've forgotten the mem member who was the main visual for... As you. As you, right. Yeah. Um, she, yeah, she had split right up to you know the top of her, her dress and um, it was quite slinkly. You could say it was quite a sexual look, but um, you definitely got that cutesy. I still got the cutesy feeling. Yeah. And, and I, I can see from that film clip, having been the only one of their film clips I've, I've, I have seen, and you saying they're usually quite a cute group. Um, I can kind of see that in that, mm. that although they were addressing, you know, scary, you know, Halloween... Um, that yeah, there was a lot of cutesy stuff, yeah. uh, Tinkerbells and, and toys, and even some of them, the dance moves and stuff were. Um, so yeah, no, I, I can see that actually, and I'd like to see some of their other film clips to kind of see yeah. the difference. And sort of the other group that I mentioned, as far as this next wave of girl groups coming through, we've had uh, Blackpink, we've had Twice. The other group, G Friend, uh, like if we're talking cute and innocent kind of look, these guys or girls um, really take it to that next level with these uh, with these three groups. So Twice play with it a bit. They also aren't afraid to throw in a little bit of fan service, as we saw in this particular video. Um, but G Friend really sort of amp it up. They're all wearing kind of the, the white sort of pretty dresses that you kind of picture from a younger kind of group and they really amp up the cute kind of dancing and stuff so if you i guess comparing the three groups and looking at what does each group bring to the table it's those varying elements between sort of cute cool sexy kind of thing yeah awesome all right so yep. um the, are we ready to jump into this next one yeah so the next one we're going to look at you mentioned that you knew a couple of boy groups it was bts and big bang yeah, those, um, yeah, the main ones I know, yeah. Yeah, they're pretty much, in my opinion, two of the big three when it comes to the boy groups, as far as both in Korea and internationally. Oh, I'm missing one, am I? Yes, and that's, uh, incidentally, the third group that we're going to be looking at. Uh, this group is called EXO, um, and when you look at far as big names, as far as you know, YouTube views and popularity, these guys are potentially top of the pile next to Big Bang in that respect. So we're going to watch their la uh, not their most recent video, one sort of just come out in the past couple of months, and it's called Monster. I'm sorry, you make me so crazy. You know you do. Yeah, I'm untouchable, man. Can't get it, Monster. I'm 
so that was Monster by EXO. Um, this is our first look as far as Korean boy band groups go. Uh, we've had two girl groups prior to this. Um, this is, as I sort of said, the third of the big three as far as the boy groups go, but the first that you hadn't seen, correct? Yeah, well, that was kind of the interesting thing. Just as we were kicking into this, um, I kind of thought to myself, I may have actually seen these guys before. Um, and obviously before we did this podcast, uh, Trent ran through the names and said, look, have you heard of any of these? Because if so, we'll change them up. I want them to be all bands that you have never heard of. Um, and I didn't recognise their name, but I feel like I may have been watching probably in YouTube some of the other boy bands and, and seeing these guys, these guys have popped up. Um, however, I have not seen that song before, so it's yeah. still it, it worked in that It wouldn't surprise me if you had maybe seen one of their videos before, because as I said, these guys are pretty big. They have a... Uh, couple of songs in the 100 million view category when it comes to YouTube. Their most well-known is uh, Overdose, which came in at 116 million. They've also got Growl and Call Me Baby. Now, uh, th these guys were one of the three K-pop groups that actually got me into K-pop. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, uh, back a few years ago, they released a song called Mama, which I saw along with FX's Electric Shock and 21's Fire. And it was these three songs that I, I remember watching SBS Pop Asia. They were doing the Midnight Special over New Year's. And I was watching with a few people and I actually subtly wrote down their names in my phone to look them up after because I was like, oh, this is actually kind of interesting. I, I need to look into this a bit more. And the rest was pretty much history from there. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. I haven't listened to these guys, like the names that you're reeling off alongside them with uh, BTS and, and Big Bang being a couple of my favourite K-pop groups. Um, and that these guys are the third in that you know mm. trinity of uh, of boy band groups, and then the three groups that got you into K-pop, FX, Twenty One, and uh, and EXO. EXO was the only one I haven't really listened to. Yeah. We didn't so, have um, a choice with FX because that is sort of if if I have a bias band, it is FX by a country mile, yeah. and Jareth's been subjected to it for hours and hours on end inside my car. So yeah, I mean, I'm not really complaining because it, it's some of it's fun. It's also really fun to change the words to something stupid that kind of sounds like what they're saying, um, which is another... Well, it annoys Trent sometimes, because then he gets those things stuck in his head and he listens to a song singing my stupid lyrics. So. Yeah, he's, You're welcome. Ru he's ruined an Allies song for me forever. Oh, um, the, in the ICU. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, get, get, getting to the right country of uh, yeah, popular yeah. music here. Um, so, as you said, you've heard BTS, you've heard Big Bang, you rate them pretty highly when it comes to K-pop that you've heard. How does this particular track by EXO stand up? And I will warn you ahead of time, there's a bit of a fandom rivalry between EXO fans and uh, BTS fans. So prepare to potentially get some hate mail with this next comment. Oh, wow. Now you've really put me on the spot. Um, look, I enjoyed it, but I am going to be honest, and I'm going to stick to my BTS fans on this one. I do. I tend to enjoy BTS. So you're an ARMY, not an uh, XOL? Exactly. Oh, very well done. They're, they're the fan names. Yeah, those so. are the fan names yeah. for, for the groups. Oh, I didn't know the XO one, but um, yeah, I recognised, obviously, that was the BTS. Um, and, and something that I did recognise through this that I, I mentioned to you while watching this, uh, and this is a, a more of a general statement that I've found, uh, and I mean, I guess from my past in, in dance, but the dance pieces within the female groups tend to be more centered around uh, looking cute, uh, looking uh, fan servicey, for example. Um, and as awful as it is, the male ones tend to you really focus on what looks good, which I feel is what you should probably be doing. Um, they tend to have more impressive visually interesting moves to watch um, whereas it feels more in the female k-pop they want you to be looking at them individually um, and and kind of picking out your favorite whereas in the boy band groups i get the feeling more so that it is uh, you know i mean we still get and and you will if you watch this you'll see we have classic a k-pop member of, of what i imagine when i think of a male k-pop member and 
this is actually how I picked that I had seen EXO before. Uh, there is one member in this group with bright red hair, uh, and he really stands out because he's also a rapper. Um, so yeah, he does bring something different to this. But yeah, just in the dance moves, I tend to find that the, the boy groups are more interesting to watch their dance pieces and that BTS are the top of the group for that. They're, they're, um, and, and that's what puts them over the edge. Uh, it's actually not the music, unfortunately. Um, in, the, in the end, it is I enjoy watching BTS more than, than these. Send all of your hate mail uh, XOL fans to Jareth and not me. Uh, I'm refraining from commenting on which band I prefer. So here's a clear army. If you're an XOL, you can hate him, not me. Go um, for it. I'm, I don't care. Just Bring on, it. A, on a sidebar, when you're sort of mentioning that you feel the girl groups tend to make you focus on the Yeah, I was very hesitant to say that because it does sound very sexist. But, but do, it is do you something think that I is found. because we're, we're looking at it from uh, you know heterosexual male eyes? So naturally, potentially, we'd be focusing on the individual girls a bit more mm -hmm. do you think that would translate as a say a heterosexual woman or a homosexual guy watching an XO or bts uh clip do you think that would change their sort of views and look uh, not at all because of what they're wearing uh yeah. in the female ones it, it tends to be they show more basically um, and the guys aren't trying to be sexy they don't have their shirts off they don't have water splashing off they don't have all of those stereotypical things that i assume are attractive to people some, some of the videos yeah don't. I mean, some of them do um this one didn't yeah. that's um this one in particular i mean sometimes th there is probably um a, a very close <laughs> crossover between those and um yeah they definitely are usually good looking guys that that the female fans are going to go crazy over but they don't rely on it as much mm. from my experience as i said i'm not as experienced in k-pop as you but uh yeah, from from what I've seen, I feel that yeah, they they really they kind of exploit it more with yeah. the with the women, and it's not all of them. That's the other thing. Um, it's probably only about fifty percent of the bands I've seen uh, the female groups that I find that, and a lot of them steer right away from it. Really go on. They have just as good dance moves as those male ones, and and it's about the music. Um, but I, I kind of find it un unfortunate and a part of it because obviously those it's it's working you know they're, they're very successful from that fan service and whatnot yeah and look let's be honest whether it's western music or eastern music when you're dealing with popular music sex ultimately sells yeah i'm and not sure if britney spears would have done as well if she hadn't have been a, a sex icon at yeah. that time you know yeah and they, they sell themselves off of that and they can you know make a lot of money based off that whether you agree with it or not that's not really here or there but that's just how they go about it and that's the other unfortunate thing about being sexy i mean like men are usually more attracted by what they see physically whereas women are more attracted generally by what they hear um i mean i'm single so obviously it's not working and i'm doing a podcast so you know verbally and audio audio wise i'm i'm smashing it but uh, so i could be very wrong on this but uh yeah for the most part and even pornography is it's more of a male medium it's, it's usually aimed at men uh, and so i feel that if you're going to have a visual attractiveness, it's still going to be aimed at, at the male audience, and that's why we find it more with the, the female groups. Okay. Um, just a couple of quick little notes here, just to, uh, I guess, bring the XOLs back onto our podcast. If yeah, so I finished writing the hate mail. Uh, By the way, can, can the army get behind me on this? Because I'm going to, like, get so taken down by these guys. <laughs> there has been a call to the army, literally. Um, but XO uh, actually ranked by Forbes Korea as the most powerful celebrity of 2014 and 2015. Oh, crap. 
<laughs> and this particular uh, song, Monster, was their first ever Billboard International number one release. So when um, did this come out? Uh, this came out in June of 2016. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not that far off. But... No, no. Um, they have released a song since then called Lotto, and they also did one. Uh, it was part of the SM Station release, which are kind of like left of field, sort of experimental kind of pieces. Oh, okay. And they actually did a song with a fellow who you might recognise the name of, UJ uh, Sook. Oh, yes. Well, there you go. Of Running Man, From, Run, yeah. Which is another Korean uh, property which I've you know, thrown in. Jail and oddly place. enough, I actually oh, I loved it. I, I kind of seek it out now. Um, strangest thing when you started saying a name you might understood, and this is kind of what threw me back. Uh, I was fully expecting you to say Ha Ha. Yeah. Um, who is another member of the the Running Man cast? And Pretty much our favourite member. Yeah, because yeah. he's he's funny. He's, it makes me Ha Ha. Uh, and he's a rapper, so it, I was kind of thinking that's where you were going to go. Yeah. He said another running, running Man cast member, and it, it kind of threw me back. <laughs> and it would have been like he said Gary. I'd be like, what? <laughs> Who is another but musician, just incidentally? Yeah. Sense. I mean, you know, musician still, but I was expecting ha ha. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this particular uh, video, Monster, currently has 68 million views on YouTube. Uh, not quite to the level of their other ones, but these literally came out just in June. So, it wouldn't surprise me if this one also made the 100 million club. Uh, the next group that we're going to look at. Uh, Hasn't got any songs in the 100 Million Club. Probably won't, I hate to say. Like, I actually like these guys quite a bit. They've released a few songs and I sort of back them quite a bit. Uh, they're kind of, I would call them a mid-tier girl group. Uh, okay. They're not to the level of uh, 21, Girls' Generation, Twice or anything like that. Uh, they remind me a lot, actually, of FX. And I guess this is potentially partly why I picked them. Uh, they were brought up through the same group, SM. Uh, they got sort of introduced in... 2014, and now the first girl group this SM Entertainment brought in uh, since FX debuted in 2009. And you do see a fair few similarities here. Um, SM is also the home to Girls' Generation, which is by far well, probably the most popular girls' group of all time when it comes to Korean pop. Um, so this particular group called Red Velvet, um, this particular video, which is Russian Roulette, is their most recent release. Uh, compared to Blackpink and Twice's videos, this one's a lot more colourful. And there's also a bit more, I guess, story to their video. So of, of all the videos to kind of watch to, I guess, make sense of what we'll probably be talking about, this is probably one of them. You'll get quite a bit of visual uh, accompaniment to the pieces here. So this is going to be Russian Roulette by Red Velvet. <laughs>
so that was Red Velvet's Russian Roulette. And that is pretty much what I imagine when I think of K-pop for the most part. It's quite a cheery vocals. Uh, you've got five members, each with different hair, as I was saying before. We've got one with blonde and yellow tips. Orange, red, pink, and what was the other brown. one? Brown. Brown, yeah. It's just a pretty normal one. That's why I forgot. It was just a mousy brown. Uh, and you've kind of got like a techno-y kind of beat doo-doo-doo in the background. Um, which is once again kind of adds to that cheeriness. Um, for the most part, I kind of associate that kind of a synth beat more to a J-pop mm-hmm. um, than K-pop, but it's definitely kind of more of the stereotypical thing I imagine. Um, and catchy, it was great. And um, we got to see more of that girl group dancing. Um, and contrary to what I was just saying, uh, although they're wearing you know super short skirts, it's a, a schoolgirl uh, outfit. It's not really fan services at all they're not not, there's no sexual it's not the content here at all no um in actual fact it's more of a a comedy focus on this film clip which i really enjoyed i i I had a bit of a giggle a few times when they jumped Uh, there's one in particular where there's just two girls lying under a bed and it's like a bird's eye shot of that um and i had a bit of a laugh like why are they under the bed uh and uh a few little little things of people like just about to die and somehow it was still quite funny because they just didn't show that bit um, I really enjoyed the comedy through the film clip and uh, the song kind of fell by the wayside for me while I was watching it to be honest uh, I kind of had to keep zooming back in focusing on, on the music and not so much the film clip this particular track um, yeah it had a bit of popularity but more people are focused on the, the visual of it all compared to the song oh, I'm not alone then cool yeah no this song uh, like people like uh, and again I'm just generalising a whole group here of uh, sort of red velvet fans we kind of have to don't we yeah look for the most part the response to this has been it's, it's a fine song um, but it's the video that kind of caught a lot of people's eyes. I actually think this song gets better as you listen to it more and more. When I first heard it, and again, I'm a I'm a Red Velvet fan. They're not my favourite group, but they're you know sort of probably second tier, incidentally, uh, when it comes to popularity wise for me. I, I listened to it, I'm like, oh yeah, not bad. And I was just sort of playing it in the background while I was doing other stuff, and I found it really sort of got hooked in uh, on those sort of fourth and fifth listens. I guess perhaps also separate from the video, which is a very dominating presence because you've got a lot of colour. It's very sort of bold in its design and a lot of focus there I mean it's dealing with pretty much a Tom and Jerry concept there you know we even see the cartoons sort of interlaced with the actual visuals and video showing sort of although I got more of a itchy and scratchy which I know is obviously based on Tom and Jerry but from that animation I got more of an itchy scratchy kind of feel Mm. um, because I mean I guess also the the mouse is killing the cat yeah it's pretty much you know cartoon animals killing each other and then the girls from Red Velvet basically reenacting a lot of those scenes so you see pianos falling down stairs people getting pushed off diving boards elaborate sort of fridge fridges being hung from the ceiling yeah like uh, pianos pushed down stairs and uh what what else do we get oh we got them pushing over um like four of them pushing over kind of stacks in a library towards one of them sort of a locker yeah Um, we had you know pushing a bed out into oncoming traffic and yeah, lots of, you know, death and destruction without the death and destruction. Yeah, like just before the death and the destruction, which kind of keeps it cheery somehow. Yeah. Um, and I think that was something I really enjoyed. The fact that the song is not, uh, it's called Russian Roulette. And yeah. I mean, there are a few English words in there we do get, one of which being the, the terminology Russian Roulette, crazily enough. Um, so it it's not a cheery song. And I think this kind of comes into what we were saying at the start of this. In, if you knew all the lyrics, maybe we would be rolling our eyes more so at these. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, it might be a really brutal song sung in a really happy way, which could add to it, in fact. So, 
Um, yeah, I, I kind of really enjoyed that mix. Yeah, so I mean, these guys, are sort of again, they're that middle of the road group. If you're looking at the, if you sort of watch this video and like, oh yeah, I sort of like that style. They've got another video, and I was actually tossing up whether to use Russian roulette or this other one called Dum Dum Dum, which again is visually Dum Dum Dum. <laughs> uh, they actually say Dum two hundred nineteen times in the song. It was counted. Um, but it's a, it's another very visually uh, interesting, high sort of concept video. Um, sort of, I guess, they're starting to get known for this kind of stuff. Um, so keep an eye out for them in that respect. They do some good sort of music and videos in that regard. Now we've got one more group to watch. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, one more group. It's another girl group. Now this group kind of... They debuted in 2012 and they kind of did nothing for a while. They weren't really reaching out and getting popular. And this song that I'm going to show you came out and it didn't chart, like it wasn't really getting much attention. And then there was a fan video um, during a live show with one of the girls, Honey, um, H-A-N-I, she was performing. And there was basically a fan video watching her perform for the entire song. And it went viral and currently has over 20 million views. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is more than a lot of, you know, K-pop videos, you know, a lot of artists never get that many views on their main videos and this just little fan cam got 20 million views and suddenly even though the song hadn't charted and kind of you know had gone by the wayside they'd finished sort of advertising and marketing it there suddenly became a strong push for them to market it again so they went back out on the scene they were doing on the live shows and stuff and having been released in november and done nothing got sort of put by the wayside it ended up reaching number one on the charts in december of that year um, and has really sort of pushed them they're still not a massive group uh, but they have gotten a lot more recognition and basically perhaps saved their careers in that respect. So what do you think it was about that fan video that, that pushed them over the edge? Why do you think everyone accepted it so well? Sexy. Okay, cool. That was yep. easily easily put. Which leads us into the concept for these guys. Now, we've sort of seen a few different videos where they're toying around with maybe a little bit of innuendo, a little bit of sort of a sexy vibe to it, but it's been mostly wholesome for the most part. Yep. These guys are on the other end of the spectrum. Um, they've had videos barred from Korean TV because of the content in the videos. All right, shut up. Let's start watching these guys. <laughs> so for, for the fans, this is called Exit uh, with their song Up and Down. Click on a, vi- a little thing saying, yes, I am over 18 before watching that film clip. That was very... I mean, I might... I might. I have a very dirty mind most of the time. 
I don't know if it's just that, but I there was so much innuendo in there. Yeah, look, I mean, obviously there's ranges of innuendo there. Some Balloons of it is blowing up. And... In your face. Uh, some of it's a little bit more subtle, I yeah. guess. But uh, when it comes to sort of, you know, being cautious about it and just going all out, these guys, it's not just this video either. They've got pretty much all of their mainline videos have quite a bit of innuendo. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it seemed quite unnecessary. Um, like, it, did, it was just there because, meh. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, visually, this was a very interesting clip. Uh, and some of it was necessary. I, w I will admit some of it was actually part of the, the uh, film clip and actually was quite necessary. But for the most part, yeah, I was just sitting here looking at Trent like, are you serious? Are they really? This is, um, and there's a lot of cro grabbing their crotches, which you don't see a lot of the female artists. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the males do so. Um, and it was that fan video. Look, that is a lot of the dancing we see in the video is what we see in the fan cam as well because the dances they do on the videos, what the, the dances that they do on the live stage as well. So, you know, the, performing that style. Uh, Honey was the one who sort of got the fan cam, which uh, thankfully in this video they're all colour-coded with their tops. Uh, she's the one wearing kind of the reddish-orange coloured top. Um, and, yeah, so she was the one kind of with the fan cam of her that got this group from pretty much falling by the wayside to getting some rec recognition. Yeah. Uh, this particular video had uh, 57 million, or nearing on 57 million views. They've got other videos that have come out that sort of hit the 40 and 30 range mark, which is impressive when they weren't even charting before the fan yeah. cam. Um, the other thing I kind of think is with this, I mean, they're very sexualized. They're definitely using their sexuality and they think, go for it. You know, I mean, you've got all five Yep, five five um, very attractive young, very talented. You know, obviously they've, they've been selected, and this is massive K-pop. So there are a lot of young girls that want to be. So um, you know, you really do need to have quite a lot of talent. It's not all about looks. Um, and you know, they have all these with looks. Use it. You know, those are, those are your assets. Use them to the best of your ability. And and I think they are. So more power to them. And, and just sort of getting away, just purely from I guess the visual side of things. This is the one sort of song that we've been playing that I caught you kind of singing along to. Yeah, of all of these things. I was thinking uh, this is probably not going to be very catchy. I mean, all of these are very catchy, but uh, I was thinking of all of them. This one was going to rely more so on the film clip, which probably was also the most interesting film clip we've seen. Um, but yeah, this song, it just got stuck in my head. Just that we, Anna, we, Anna, it just got stuck in my head so bad. And you've just learned two new Korean words. Oh, did I really? Yeah, we is up and Ale is down. There you go. And hence the name of the song, Up and Down. Oh, cool. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, that, that makes sense. But that's really cool. Mm. Um, yeah, and I actually really enjoyed this more than I thought I was going to of today's. Um, I, mean, I thought EXO was going to be my big takeaway from today. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's these yeah. guys. <laughs> so, I mean, they're, they're all five tracks that we're going to be watching today. We might end up doing another series down the track. We do actually want to make this concept a regular thing where we're introducing each other into different pop culture elements because although we share a lot of the same interests, there are some gaps there. You know, I'm right into K-pop and a lot of sort of Korean media, uh, but at the same time, Jareth is a lot more well-versed in anime than I am. So it's it kind of works for us in the sense that we are so very similar. So... Anything that one of us is into, the other one tends to be, uh, and it's just varying levels. So mm. that's why this one works so well. Trent's very into his K-pop, and I like it. Yeah. So therefore, uh, I was also, also quite open to, to accepting this. But please let us know that if you enjoyed this, if you would like to see more of these, one guy introduces the other guy to an aspect of pop culture, because I know I, as being the one introduced, definitely enjoyed today's uh, episode. I'm going to take quite a bit away from it, and uh, hopefully you as listeners do as well yeah uh, find a few new bands that you like um just quickly was exit your favorite of the bunch there today 
Just to put you on it's, the spot. Yeah, there. it is a hard one, especially since it was the last one I mm. saw. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna split it up into three. Yep. Three subcategories. I picked away. three out of nowhere, so now I have to mac up three subcategories. Uh, the first one is the video clip. Second one is the song, uh, and I think the last one is going to be the dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the dancing, it and I said it straight after. I think everyone can probably guess this. It is EXO. Yep. Um, I found their yeah their their piece to be the most interesting. And, and if you were going to separate uh, and just have the the dance, uh, that was one you could perform just by itself as just a dance to a song. Um, as, as a performance piece, whereas the other ones are singing and performing, so that's what you need. Um, I think the last two actually do go to Exit. Mm-hmm. I, I Yeah, I mean, they're the most catchy song. Uh, it's the one that's in my head still, and I think even if we'd done it quite earlier on, it would have been. Um, it took me by surprise, that, actually. Um, and the film clip, because it, it did get me the most interested, uh, and not just because it was sexual, because it made me laugh. Um, of these, it was there was Exit and the Red Velvet were yeah. my two favourite. Um, and Red Velvet fell right back on the song for me, though. Um, for me, that one was all about the film clip. Uh, and so, yeah, this one, I, I've still got that song stuck in my head. The, I've learned two Korean words today. Mm-hmm. Go me. Um, but, yeah, it was also just really catchy. And yeah. it's going to be stuck in my head for a while. So I think on, on that aspect, it gets my vote for so today. So Exit wins today for you. Exit wins today. Yeah. Um, so for those of you listening, uh, be sure to check out all these videos. As I said, we're going to link them on the WordPress page. Maybe also on the podcast. I might be able to actually link it there. But definitely on the WordPress, you'll have embedded links to all of these videos. So be sure to check them out and see what we're talking about. Um, I get the feeling Exit might get viewed the most after, after your reaction reacted, to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so be sure to check them out. Uh, let us know what your favorites were as well. I'd just like to throw in as well that the Exit video wasn't crass so if that's what you were hoping for you're going to for yeah, it, it's, we, not, it's a lot of innuendo and a lot of subtle yeah yeah it, it's not they stay fully dressed I'm it's sorry. not really the western stuff where it's you know completely undressed kind of wearing no. stuff that if you a breeze came along they're going to be naked um and also visually very brightly colored yeah um it, yeah on that it was very interesting whereas for example, the EXO was pretty much black and white. Mm. The entire thing was very dull colours. Yeah, I, I tried to get a mix there. So you've got like black, pink and EXO, which are very sort of dark and sort of clips. Mm. You've got Twice, which is dark, but at the same time, there's a bit of colour there. It's kind of a balancing act. And then you've got Exit and uh, Red Velvet, which really sure. amp up the colours in that respect. Yeah, no, I, I definitely. And I you know, appreciated that, that mix of, uh, of visual styles that you presented me today. Yeah, so I mean, that's... The first episode of, I guess, our introduction series. We're focused on K-pop today. Hopefully, you found some stuff in it as well. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter as well with at One Up Culture on the WordPress page. Just Google One Up Culture to find us. Uh, but that's uh, pretty much it for today. I've been Trent. I'm Jareth, and I'm going to go watch more exit clips. Game over. Oh. Bang bang bang. bang.